Do you ever have this plan to do something for yourself? Maybe it's start a new workout routine. Maybe it's go on a weekend trip with your friends. Maybe it's, you know, just taking an afternoon and going, sitting at Starbucks and reading a good book. And you're like, you know what? I'm so amped up for this. I'm ready to go. And then you stop yourself. You say, I can't do that because that inconveniences those people around me. My kids, my husband, maybe a family member who has to watch the kids. And so instead of doing something that will make you happy, instead of doing something that will make you feel good, you stop yourself and you say, I'm not worth it. Wow. In today's episode, we are going to be talking all about guilt, whether it be mom guilt, wife guilt, whatever, and just digging into that idea, that concept to really help you overcome that speed bump in your path to where you need to be. Let's dig in and welcome back to Hustle to Happiness. Hey guys, and welcome back to Hustle to Happiness. I am your host, Deidre Weaver, and I'm so excited for you to be here with me today. Today, we're just going real talk. I mean, I'm sitting in my closet, and my husband is in the living room, laying in his chair, watching some TikTok videos. My son is at daycare, and the other two are at school, and I can get all this stuff done, but a part of me feels so guilty. I feel so guilty that I take my kid to daycare two days a week. I would imagine you probably know exactly what I'm talking about. I feel so guilty that when my kids get home, sometimes I just want to relax. I feel so guilty that I'm not spending more time with my husband. Am I the only one? Like, I do everything that I possibly can, but at the end of the day, I still feel guilty because I can't give them everything they want or they need, or I can't be the perfect version of who I think I need to be for them. If you're a mama, if you're a wife, if you have a boyfriend, it doesn't really matter who you are. I think it is like a female character trait. You can correct me if I'm wrong, but we all feel like we need to serve other people. We feel like we must give and give and give until there's nothing left to give. So today, I really want to dive into that. I want to dissect guilt and I want to dissect doing things for yourself because a lot of the times we stop ourselves from doing things for us because it might inconvenience someone else. We don't do things that make us happy because someone else needs us first. I can't do it in the morning because then my alarm will go off and it will bother him. And and I could do it anytime during the day, but I actually can't do it during the day because then my baby needs me and I can't put my baby down because he might cry and I just don't have time. You see, the problem with all of those excuses that I had I was never putting myself first in them. I was always saying how it could bother someone else. But what I forget is when, what everybody forgets, I think, not just me alone, what I forgot in that moment, in the those years that I was trying to grow through that, I forgot that when I show up as my happiest, healthiest self, I can be a better mom. I can be a better wife. And that was something it took me time to learn. It took me time to realize that I was kind of leaning on that like a crutch. I was putting my happiness on the back burner and it was instead hurting my entire family. It made me more anxious, more overwhelmed, made me feel like I wasn't enough. I think that's the craziest thing about guilt is... And a lot of times people will say, you know, you shouldn't, you shouldn't put you first. That's not a God's heart. God's heart is you serve others, you give to others, you do for others. But at the same time, I really have to like step back and and just look at that. 
If I'm giving and giving and giving with nothing to give, I'm not actually giving them anything. And this is really honestly hard for me to dissect in my faith journey. I think for me, this first example that I can really dig into here would be like starting my fitness routine. You know, I want to do this for me. I want to lose weight so I can be more confident. I want to feel better, but I didn't want to inconvenience my family by doing my workouts in the evening because then we didn't, weren't able to watch TV or I didn't have a warm supper on the table or that meant I would have to stay up late and I wouldn't be able to go to bed with my husband or what makes me a good giver and what makes me a bad giver? How is giving to myself a bad thing? And I, I would have to guess a lot of people understand this logic breakdown processing system when you're trying to think for yourself. You want to be more godly. And if you're not faith-based, sorry, not sorry, but this is a lot of my logic. I be the person that he created me to be. I want, I am all giving. I am a people pleaser. That's who I am. So when I was like, okay, you have to do something for you. My thought process was, wow, you're being so selfish taking these 30 minutes for yourself. Wow, you're being so selfish wanting to go away for the weekend. Wow, you're so selfish wanting to be left alone. I mean, you're a mom. You're not supposed to do that. You're supposed to care for these babies. And it was really hard transition. And I share this, I feel like, because somebody out there needs to hear it. I don't know who, and I don't know why exactly. I don't know if it will change anyone's life, but I know this changed mine. I know opening my eyes to the fact that God needed me to be the happiest, healthiest version of a person he created me to be was what I was missing. There's a big, big difference in being selfish and selfless. And I think that's a really important part in this. You can be selfish by wanting to keep everything to yourself, wanting to, you know, indulge and gorge and just be greedy, be gluttonous. That's a selfish kind of way to act or behavior. But there's a big difference in doing something for yourself, being selfish with your time to recharge, being selfish in doing things that make you happy. I think happiness is honestly the biggest aspect and part of finding your purpose and finding where you're meant to be in life and discovering who you actually are. I think too many times we look at and we fear the judgment of other people. We're worried about what other people are going to think, what they're going to say. What if I show up as this person and they don't like that? But that's just it. We're not supposed to show up for everyone else. We're supposed to show up for ourselves. We're supposed to show up as the person we were created to be. But how you know who yourself is, if your entire life you're hiding behind this guilt of, I can't be selfish. I can't do something for me because it might inconvenience someone else. Do you see how this is such a toxic cycle? This cycle of, oh, I need to be better, I need to do better, but I'm not going to take time to actually grow and do something about it. It's exhausting just talking about it. But it's because there's such a battle within that mindset. It's something that you have to overcome, not just in your heart, but in your mind. And you have to understand that taking care of yourself is not selfish at all. So maybe you set out a goal to read 12 awesome books this entire year and here you are January I don't even know the date halfway through January and you're like you haven't even picked out a book you haven't got started you're not taking 10 minutes a day to just read for yourself because it would take away from your family you're not going to do something that makes you happy 
because maybe your kids need you to fold their socks. And that really is the depth of it. It's being able to ask for help. It's being able to understand that you don't have to be the only person doing all the things. When you signed up to be a mom or a wife, that wasn't in the job description. The job description was not do all at all times for every single person. (laughs) That just, that's not a, you see you're a part of a marriage or you're a part of a family so that you guys can work together as one. So you can grow together and learn together. And I think that's one of the big things. And especially nowadays, I feel like moms get so much pressure because they feel like they have to take care of everybody. You know, back in the old days, it was the woman's job to cook and clean and all the things. But now, not only that, we still have those same ideology, um, the concepts from way back in the day, but also now it's, it's a woman's job to work hard. We've got to prove ourselves. We've got to be feminist and stand up for our, you know, our own well-being. We've got to fight for who we're meant to be. Oh, but at the same time, you still have to be that woman from way back then. And you still have to cook and clean and do all this stuff. And you still have to take care of your husband and be ready for him whenever he's ready. And you still have to take care of these kids. And and you've got to make sure that they're doing everything right and learning all the things in school It's hard. But me personally, I think those ideologies are bullshit. I don't think that we were made to be a slave to other people. I think that we were made to live in our happiest, healthiest version. I believe we were made for each and every one of us. We're made for a purpose. Maybe you know what your purpose is. Maybe you have no idea and have no idea where to start. I mean, I was at that that spot before when I was becoming a stay-at-home mom. Like, I thought... That was my, that was my big dream, my vision, the white picket fence, the, the family. I, I wanted to be like the Susie homemaker and do all the cute Pinterest projects. And I learned that does not fulfill me. It doesn't make me happy. I love, I seriously love my kids. I would do anything for them, but playing dinosaurs and doing games that just don't push me. I don't know. It just something about it. It's not interesting. Now, take us outside and let us go on an adventure. Sign me up for that. That's the kind of mom I am. Let's go play in the mud. Yep, sign me up for that. Let's do something outdoors. Do something fun. Let's snuggle. Yeah, I'm down with I'm down for I'm down for nap times. You could put me down for that. But I wasn't the picture of a mom that I thought that I needed to be. And when I was trying to show up as that mom, I was lost and I was unfulfilled. But it wasn't until I found something that really lit my heart and soul on fire that I got excited about life and I was willing to grow and to become better and to pursue my faith and to learn more just about who I am, learn more better ways to help care for my family, to love my family, to grow in that. And I think that's the biggest thing. When I started, I was just kind of at this place, this comfort zone, this kind of like dull being. It was Groundhog's Day over and over and over again. It was the same stuff. The crying, the fighting, the wiping the butts. I wasn't bringing joy to my own life and it caused me to dim. My light dimmed a lot and I was stuck in this dark place and it wasn't until I stepped out of that comfort zone and I decided to be selfish with my happiness and do something for me. Wasn't an inconvenience? Absolutely. My husband was not happy when I quit frying food. My husband was not happy when I started adding vegetables. 
My husband didn't love the 3 a.m. alarm clock that went off. My husband didn't love different things that I did, but he could tell that it was making me happier. He could tell I was doing something for me. It was no longer like the minute he walked in, I was attacking him. I smiled more. I had a little pep in my step. That darkness that I was so wrapped up in, it started to lift. And he started to see, I'm going to get emotional. He started to see the old me, the happy me. And I think that's something you never understand until you lift your guilt and you be selfish with yourself. You be selfish for yourself and you're willing to be selfish with your time to do something for you. I want you to know that no matter what's on your heart, you should go after it and you should do it and you should learn to tell people no. Not because you're selfish, not because you're a bad person. Good people can say no too. Let me repeat that for you. Good people can say no. I feel like it's so important to set boundaries and really voice your opinion. And as long as you're coming from a good place, loving heart, you actually care about what you're speaking and you're willing to listen to how you're feeling and you're willing to listen to the person on the other end of the conversation. There's nothing bad about that. Being selfish with your heart, being selfish with your emotions, being selfish with your energy is so vitally important into becoming who you are meant to be. But how do you even start this conversation? How do you even go about this? Because I'm going to be honest, it's hard. Me telling my husband, no, I can't do that because I want to do this workout. At first he thought I was crazy. And then he was annoyed because I wasn't able to help where he needed me. But then he learned because I spoke to him. We had discussions about it. He learned why it was so important to me why it mattered. He saw the change in me. And so instead of being mad or annoyed or hurt by what I was doing, he was able to lift me up and support me in that. I mean, it was rocky in the beginning. There's no doubt about it. But I just told him like, I'm doing this for me. You don't have to do it too. But I need this. And you know what? He loved me. And I wasn't coming from a mean place. I was coming from my heart, my emotions, and my feelings. And he understood So maybe what you need is a Saturday morning to yourself, two hours at the coffee shop reading a book. If that's what you need, ask for help. Realize it's not selfish to want that time to yourself. You give and give and give so much. And I know not everybody's a stay-at-home mom. So maybe you're that working mom and you're like, you know what, I can't, I can't expect to go to the gym after I get home. I haven't been with my kids all day. We have homework. We have all this to do. The last thing they need is for me to be gone for another 30 minutes. Right? Do you feel that? But the question is, are you going to feel better after those 30 minutes so that I can show up to be a better person for them? Are you going to be able to show up as a better mom? Less stressed? Are you going to feel happier? Are you going to feel more confident? Because if the answer is yes to those, then that 30 minutes is 30 minutes worth it. Because they would rather have 30 minutes with a happy mom than an hour with an anxious, overwhelmed, angry mom who literally can't breathe. And I say that because I've been both moms. I say that because I see the difference at my house. I say that because my 
kids can tell the difference. I say that because the mom that I am now today is way better than the mom that I used to be. And the only difference is that now I take care of myself. Now I'm selfish with things that make me happy. Now I do things for me. I think another big thing is travel or date nights or time with your spouse. Something that Kenny and I really instill and we make it a huge goal is to go on a vacation every year without our kids. This wasn't always something. We couldn't start affording it till just a few years ago. But honestly, it's been so productive in our marriage because it kind of reminds us why we got together. It reminds us that our marriage is what starts this and we always have to be putting that first. We always have to be watering that because if not, it will never grow. And I get all the time people who are like, well, I feel guilty even leaving my kids for an hour. I feel guilty taking that date night away from my family. I feel guilty going on the vacation with my husband. But the thing is, if it's going to connect you and your spouse, if it's going to give you guys time together, it will make you show up better for your kids. It will make you show up better in your relationship. And that's the key. The key isn't just going through the motions. The key isn't letting busy be your label. The key is leaning into your happiness, filling your energy and your soul with good, even if it means taking two days away, just the two of you. Not only that, but it teaches your kids what to expect in a marriage. They can expect to have that relationship, that love, that time together. You see, the life that you're building now is literally the image that they grow up with. That's what they know. That's how they know right from wrong. That's what they see. You are the example for them. So show them that being happy and healthy is key. Show them that saying no is okay and it doesn't make you a bad person. Person. Show them that fighting for your relationship together by spending time and growing that marriage is so vital. But let's talk about spending because I think this is also something like as moms, we feel so guilty buying things for ourselves, right? Like we'll go drop hundreds of dollars on our kids, but you need a $5 toothbrush? No, nope, that's not happening. I think there is a fine line when it comes to buying things. But the question that you have to ask yourself is, what's the last thing you bought for yourself? How much money have you actually spent on yourself? But more importantly, is it going to bless you? Are you just buying it to fulfill that instant gratification or do you actually need it? Do you, is it something that's going to make you feel better? If you've been running around with underwear with holes in them for the last month so that your kids can wear the brand new Jordans, like something is not balanced here. And I think it's okay to tell your kids they can't have the the every single toy that they see at the store. I think it's okay to say, sorry, I'm not buying Doritos and gummy snacks. No, I'm not going to get you the nicest name brand clothes and shoes. I think it's very important for you to set those boundaries. If you're not willing to buy it for you, why would you buy it for them? I mean, the same goes for food. If you're not willing to eat it, why would you allow them to eat it? And I think there's a big a big kind of disconnect here. We're willing to bend over backwards to please our kids Instead of put the line in the sand and say, no, that that's not happening. We feel guilty because they're upset or they're not happy or we are having to say no to them. Again, saying no does not make you a bad person. 
I think it's so important when you're on this new journey for whatever you are going after. And I, and I really am keeping this very broad because I don't want you to narrow it down into saying, oh, she's not talking about me. Oh, no, I am talking about you. I don't know what's on your heart. I don't know what you are needing. But I do know we have to cut those ties with that guilt, with that shame, with the I'm not enough story. Because filling your cup is priority number one. I didn't name this podcast Hustle to Happiness for no reason. You see, you can try and be as successful as possible. You can buy all the fancy, shiny things. You can do everything in your power. But at the end of the day, if you are not happy, you will not feel good with any of that stuff, with the success, with the material things, with the life that you've been given. None of that will feel good unless your energy is up, unless you have that smile on your face, unless you feel excited about your life. And so that's what I want you to walk away with today. Are you doing things that excite you? Are you doing things for your happiness? Or are you letting the expectations or your expectations stop you from setting those boundaries and moving into the uncomfort? Are you willing to stand up and do something for yourself so that you can grow into being a better human being? And yes, I'll say that because I think a better human being is someone who smiles, is someone who comes with genuine love. And I know, I know, I know if we are surrounded by guilt and shame, if we are holding on to how we are not good enough, then you will end up feeling resentful. You will end up angry, anxious, overwhelmed. And I don't want that for you. I want you to know that there is another side of the coin. I want you to know that those feelings, they don't have to be a life you live. There is an alternative. But in order to get there, it does take being selfish with you. It does take being selfish with your energy. It does take learning to say no. It does take standing up for yourself. Not because you want to hurt anyone else, but because you're willing to do everything in your power to make sure you are living a life at a level you deserve. You are becoming the person you were created to be. You are loving fully with your whole heart the best way you know how. Hopefully this podcast spoke to you today. I'm so grateful that you took time out of your day to just listen in. It truthfully means the world to me that you would sit here and chat with me. If you could do me a huge, gigantic favor, go ahead and stop this recording right here. Just pause and take a screenshot and go share this in your social media. It means the world to me that you would just put my voice out there so that it could go help someone else as well. Sharing is totally caring, and I just appreciate you so much, and I'm so thankful. I would totally love it if you would leave this podcast a review. Just share what you love about it, and if you have any suggestions on future episodes, don't hesitate to reach out to me. I'm here to just share my heart so that I can inspire you, motivate you, and hopefully put a smile on your face so that you can step into action and get that life that you always dreamed of because you decided to do something about it.